Counting calories is out. Weight loss is an internal game, what I like to call weight release, and it all starts from within. You're listening to Confidence From Within, a podcast for women ready to feel good about their bodies, rediscover their confidence, and share their brilliance with the world. I am your host, Juliana Lehman, mind-body weight release expert and lifelong health seeker. And I am so pleased to have you here. Let's get started. You're listening to episode number 68 of Confidence From Within podcast. And as always, I am your host, Julianne Lehman. And my very special guest today is Louise Hopkin, owner of the Space Reclaimers. And Louise literally helps people reclaim their homes by teaching them how to organize and release clutter. That is right. Just like I talk about weight release in the process of, you know, releasing excess weight, she also talks about releasing as clutter is concerned. And I really felt that she would be the perfect guest to speak with you today. Now, here is my favorite part of this conversation. Louise does not consider herself a naturally organized person, which you can hear as permission to be you, do things your way, but still learn a system to maintain an organized home. And, you know, this is coming from a professional organizer, right? That was able to, you know, regardless of not being quotations born organized, (laughs) uh, was able to really design a system that works for her and her clients. And she really talks about something that I thought was super powerful, which was, you know, learning to organize to your strengths. Not everybody does it the same way. So learning what is the best way for you and doing that is definitely the way to success as opposed to just following like quotations of generic advice <laughs> that you can see if you're just like browsing pretty photos on Instagram, you know what I mean? Um, so I really loved that part of this conversation. And I like her perspective so much on the connection between clutter and how we feel. And as you all know by now, understanding and mastering our emotions is a huge part of my work and way released. So I asked Louise to do something special for us. So she will be hosting a live event for our listeners. That is right. You are invited. And she will cover the three biggest mistakes people make when it comes to decluttering and organizing. And she will change the way you think about your stuff. So you can end the clutter cycle for good and stop, you know, the shuffling of stuff, you know, and finally have a place for everything. I really, really enjoy her perspective on this whole clutter topic and spoiler alert, it's a lot deeper as emotions are involved in this process as you may think or, you know, kind of like be aware of. So it's pretty cool. So anyone that knows me knows this is a topic near and dear to my heart and, you know, something that most people don't know. But before I fell in love with nutrition and weight management and understanding your metabolism, I actually consider professional organizing as a career choice. 
this is literally how much I love this topic. So this is a treat for you as much as it is for me. Uh, and of course, learning from an expert is always a wonderful, wonderful, you know, special, you know, treat. So I really encourage you to register. It's completely free. All you have to do is go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash release clutter. And we were, we we're so excited to see you uh, for this event so you can learn about things and, and really, you know, manage your clutter and look at it from a very different perspective. So don't delay so you can join us live. As soon as you get this episode, just go to the link and I'll put it on the show notes and register and join us. And I look forward to seeing you. Welcome, Louise. I am so pleased to have you here today. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm super excited. I always love chatting with you. It's always a uh... It's always fun. <laughs> Love it. Same. And it's funny, like some people we just have such an easy time chatting with, right? So you're definitely one of those people. And I think we also have so many things in common. And even as this conversation will progress, I'm pretty sure that'll be very obvious. So such a pleasure to have this conversation in a more formal setting on the podcast as well. And our topic today, and of course, also based on your expertise, will be around organizing. And what I love about what we're going to talk about is that you also look at home organizing from the release aspect of it. So it's not so much about getting rid of clutter. It's about releasing clutter, right? Which is so aligned with how I think about physical health and weight is that release, which is a much more, I'll say, holistic approach to the whole process. So to get us started, let's go back to the sort of very beginning and tell us, you know, thinking of clutter in general, why do we hold on to stuff? Yeah. And that is like the golden question, I guess you could say it's uh, right. And when I first started organizing, I really didn't, I thought it was about making things look pretty and putting things away. And the more and more I worked with clients, I realized that there's a whole lot of layers to this and I could literally see clients weighed down by clutter you know like you could see it in their body and in their manner and then when we worked through it and it was more like chatting to people about it you can see this releasing you could actually see it in their body and I'm even doing it right now just thinking about it but I'm like it just it makes us feel so much freer and the reasons is really really important to discover and I came up with my acronym uh, reason And um, that's, I say, is the top six reasons we collect clutter. So retail therapy, emotions, assigned time, sentimental, overwhelm, no, can't say it. And this is what I found was a really big thing for a lot of us while we hold on. So just quickly, a couple of those. So retail therapy, right? Um, You know, when we use retail therapy as a uh, comfort zone, or we get that adrenaline rush, and we're so excited yeah. about it. It's like, yes, I got that bargain. Um, you know, I got that two for one deal, or this used to be, you know, a hundred dollars. Now I got it for thirty dollars. It's that adrenaline rush, and when you get home, and then that adrenaline kind of goes, and you're like, oh, I just got more stuff I don't need. Um, so understanding what those triggers are, and why we need to have that rush. So what I like to do is talk about let's use something else as our um 
instead of those when we see those triggers when we recognize them um and then just quickly so another one sentimental is a huge one right so when we have family china that's passed down from generation to generation (laughs) i know that's a big one um and we get really attached to it and so there's just all this you feel guilt because it's being passed down from family to family i don't want to be the one to break that chain because then, you know, family is going to be like, well, you know, you don't have that attachment to our family. It's a symbol, um, even though it's sitting in the cupboard and you're not using it. So, and then, sorry, there's just so much, right? There's all these things that we can yeah. do. And then it leads to beliefs as well. Um, so I hope that kind of. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love that. And it really shows how deep this is, right? Like very much, like you said, I a hundred percent relate to everything you just said. <laughs> and it's not about making it pretty. Yeah. It's maybe a side benefit, right? Uh, very much like when I talk about weight loss and then when we release, we get maybe the scale will budget, but you feel better, feel lighter, feel healthier. And I think that is so applicable to the space as well. I love your six reasons and the reason acronym for that. Um, and when it comes to, so say that somebody is, um, like, okay, so let me backtrack for a second here because I have a couple of things on internet. <laughs> so that was the first thing. The second thing that I think about a lot in my work and I think is applicable here is that areas that we have the most organization are the areas that are more priority to us intrinsically, right? Like what I call inner priorities. And a lot of times, if, say, for example, a home is really messy, there is not a clear priority, but there's so much imposed values, right, of other people saying, oh, it should be this way, or it has to be this way, that we talk about as those duty words. And then guilt comes in because we can keep up, right? Um, And that is clearly my perspective, just like a misalignment of values, right? So when it comes to it, and let's just say somebody really wants to get started, but they don't have an understanding of the emotional toll that it takes as well. What, in your opinion, is the first step for somebody to say, okay, I can understand that this is impacting me and I want to go deeper? Yeah. Um, and that's uh, when, and, and you hit on the keywords too, when I should be able to do this. And a lot of us um, are like, why can't I do this? Because you see uh, on social media, actually these beautiful pictures and these beautiful images and it's like one size does not fit all and I know we're going to talk about that and what we need to do when we are so overwhelmed by all this stuff we need to really and if you we need to break that cycle of the clutter coming in and that's when it helps to get people in um, like experts people who understand it and can, can talk you through it because I think the thing with clutter is that people keep it to themselves. They don't like to say or talk to other people about uh-huh. it. And, and they clutter is like, um, it's becoming more, um, underst- like it's becoming more knowledgeable about it. And they're doing research about clutter. But we aren't really talking about the reasons and how to, you know, we're giving quick tips and strategies, which is great, but we need to end that cycle. So if you have a house that is messy and that's actually a perspective, right? If you, your perspective, you say, I'm a messy person. We're not necessarily, you're not really, that's a perspective we have and that's what we want to change. 
So for for mums or for entrepreneurs or busy people that are like on the go, really what I talk about is just give, dedicating 15 minutes a day to that clutter and to putting that mess back um, or to putting that stuff back. And it's really interesting because for me, I'm not a um, color coding organizer. I don't mm-hmm. go that deep. I know I feel like you might be because we've yeah. chatted before. <laughs> Which is really awesome. But, you know, and and that's where we talk about um, one size doesn't fit all because people have different modalities, have different ways of looking at things. And if you're a creative person, you like to be able to access things. So say, for example, if you have your home office, which I know you're uh, just putting your office back together. (laughs) When you have your home office, for some people, they like to have things. You have to see things right? You have to be able to see things because otherwise you forget about things. Yeah. And then some people don't like to see things because it causes them stress and clutter. So we need to discover those. Um, and a lot of us do know if we're creative or if we're kinesthetic or those mm-hmm. kind of um, modalities. Yeah. So, and another thing I really love to talk about is when you are feeling overwhelmed, break it down to small chunks make it into doable chunks. And I kind of talk about how to do that and how to make it so you can actually do it without it feeling like a full-time job. Because Mm -hmm. I know that's what a lot of us do, right? If we have kids, it's a constant thing. We're always going to have clutter. It's not something that's ever going to go away. And it depends what you define as clutter. But what we do with it and how we manage it um, is really, really super important for us. So it is... You can still have clutter. You can still have a little bit of a mess because that's life. Mm-hmm. And how you deal with it and how you look at it is how it's going to make us feel better, right? Is how we're yeah. not going to be so overwhelmed. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And I love you said that, you know, step one, it's not even what room in the house I would address first, but it let's really stop the clutter coming in, right? That's the first yes. step. Yes. And yes. from what you said, I also see that really understanding that emotional component anywhere from is it that seeking of that adrenaline rush from retail therapy? Is it guilt from sentimental items passed down? Like really understanding what it may be a combination of some of those, right? I'm pretty sure it's not just one per person type of thing, well, Definitely. but understanding what are those emotions? Because once you shed light into things, it's much easier to deal with them, right? And then experts like yourself can work with people to get to that point, but also that not just working inner, but also preventing more clutter coming in, at least temporarily until things are under control, manageable. So I love that because a lot of times, like you said, people go straight to the tips, right? And okay, get new bins and put this there. But I think there is a step before that and you just address that beautifully. I love that. So let's talk a little bit more about that one size does not fit all. And I'll give you like a quick little perspective, like on my experience with this, right? It's very interesting because you hit a couple of points that I am the more creative type, but I need to see things, but I don't like to see the mess. <laughs> so it's almost like this inner conflict, right? And now in my new office, I managed to have like the, it's next to the little utility room and that's where I'm going to have the stuff that I don't get to see every day. So it's a whole, oh, it's a whole thing. But um, I think that's really important because if 
for some reason, you know, the person is not the type that likes to fold things in little square like we see on Netflix. And you're not the person that puts everything in, in those shades of colors like I am. You know, a lot of times we are taught to believe that also you're not organized or this is not good enough, right? So when it comes to almost like breaking those rules that this is the only way to be organized, what is your perspective on it? Like, can somebody still be organized and not have everything neatly put away at all times? Totally. And you know what? You just described me. And uh, that's when uh, I became an organizer. And it was, uh, as I said, it was kind of my, what am I doing organizing people when I'm not an organized person myself? So, <laughs> this is kind of, but I found really cool to it. And I just got more and more involved in it. And so that's what it is everybody's different. Everybody organizes to their strengths. And this is, to me, is really, really key. Because when you scroll social media, um, you see all the pretty uh, closets, the Pinterest pictures, the images. But then what they don't say is that everybody has a different size house. Everybody has uh, a different size family. Everybody has different hobbies, careers. There's so much that's involved in it. But once you learn that, it becomes so, so much easier. So I have a client who I helped and she was really frustrated because she uh, was running from home and she would just try to throw her clothes everywhere in the closet and she was Mm -hmm. in a rush and that kind of thing. And she's like, but Louise, I should be folding my clothes, right? I'm like, why? No, you don't. That word again, should, because that's what they see. Um, I don't fold clothes. And the reason why is for me to suit my personality, and I know this can help people kind of relate and set that trigger. It's like, I'm too impatient, but I'm aware of of that myself. Um, I won't do it. I'm like, I'm always in a rush. I'm always in a hurry because that's just who I am. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. So I hang a lot of my clothes because it's so much easier for me and quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so when you were talking about folding clothes, it's like some people can do that because it really works for them. But for me, I'm like, nope, that's not going to work for me. And then I'm trying to think of another example is, um, when you're saying that you wanted to see things in your office, you, there is a way to keep it tidy and organized. And maybe you have the clear bins, right. Mm-hmm. But you know yeah. exactly where everything is. Yeah. So there are ways to do it. And what happens is, um, you know, you see uh, people think about minimums, minimalists. And when they hear that word, they kind of go, whoa, I, I, you know, I don't want to be a minimalist. I don't want to get rid of everything. And I think you have to find your own minimalism, right? Yeah. You have to define your own and not feel pressured by, okay, I need to pack everything up and just let it go on. And so for me, I'm actually... The key I find is categorizing. So um, if you were to actually come and see my house, and I'm quite open about this, um, it it doesn't have a lot of clutter, but it has things chucked together or grouped together and it's not fine-tuned. So you're probably going, oh, no, I couldn't do that. (laughs) like it to be. But for me, I know exactly where it is. I know where to go and find it. And this is where we need to admit to ourselves and say, that's okay. For, for being that's organized and there's organized is a really really big word because organized is like I do meal prepping which I guess you'll love because I do meal prepping during the on a Sunday 
And that keeps me so much more organized during the week. So there's just lots of different layers to it. And yeah. if we focus on the clutter first, it flows and it comes with it. So that's why I get a little frustrated when I see, you know, this people think it's, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. It's like, no, organize to your strengths and yeah. don't, don't look at social media for your inspiration all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. That's where we get feeling guilty. Yeah. That's awesome. Stop trying methods that don't work for you. Have lots of clutter. Well, my friend Louise is hosting a free class on how to stop the clutter cycle without procrastination. And you are invited. Louise has created something very special that has been helping many women create consistent systems so they can stay on top of all the piles of clutter that accumulate in our homes. There is so much information out there and so many methods that tell you to pull everything out of your closet at once or do things in tiny tasks or buy more storage and organizing products and bins. So which one do you follow or how do you know what you want will work for you? Well, Louise helps clients in their homes and she's seen so many amazing progress that she could literally see weight of the clutter lifting off their shoulders. So she decided to make her method accessible to everyone by making it online <laughs> in our virtual world nowadays. So you too can create long-term lasting systems and solutions. So I invited her to share all her secrets in a private event for you, our listeners, where she will go over her three-part clutter-free home method. I really, really want you to join us on live. And if you register soon, because the event is actually live on December 3rd at 4 p.m., it is going to be completely free. So literally no cost to you. So bring your questions, bring a notebook and bring an open mind because it's going to be amazing. However, if you are catching the replay of the episode later on, not to worry. We're going to record so you can still register and watch the replay. Oh, and have I already mentioned this is totally free? So this will change everything when it comes to how you approach decluttering and organizing your home. So are you ready to reclaim your space? If the answer is yes, register by going to naturallyjoyous.ca slash release clutter to reserve your spot at no cost to you. I look forward to seeing you there. And what you said about even the looking at your personality, right? I have the same personality. I'm impatient and always doing too many things. I also, besides pajamas and my workout clothes, I do not fold my clothes. Everything is oh. hung. And I never realized that that was why. So there you go. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I hang everything. <laughs> I, I just don't want to fold things for some reason. So thank you for that. That was like, Welcome. now I understand. Okay. <laughs> um, and I want to touch on the minimalism a little bit again. Yes. And it's interesting because 
and I think I mentioned this to you some time ago, it was maybe three years ago that I decided it was time and our house is feeling clutter and it's just my husband and I. So we didn't even have excuse of having a bunch of little ones or anything like that. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is time. And it was very much the byproduct of, you know, just that gradual accumulation, right? That gifts and sales and uh, it just kind of goes. So we decided to do what I call at that time, the abundant minimalism project. And what the project was about back then was very much what it just said, that it wasn't minimalism in the sense of getting rid of everything we had, but it was minimalism in a more abundant way in the sense that everything we kept had to have a purpose and I need to know where things were, right? So that was like our concept. And we broke down by rooms and, and kind of did the whole thing. So I, I really love that concept. And I think, like you said, it's that word scares people, right? Which I don't think it has to. Yes. Um, so when it comes to it, so say, and so let's take that concept of a minimalism in a more abundant way and overwhelm. So say somebody now, okay, they stop to bring in more stuff in the house. They understand the emotions. And that's what I, that's what I was going to say. That's what I noticed. That was dramatic when I was doing my project because uh, we did every room in the house. So it was like very intense. Don't recommend. But it was <laughs> the emotions, Lise. Like I remember telling my husband, like some pieces of clothing I almost couldn't part with, even though I haven't worn since I was 16 years old. Like it was crazy to see how things had so much meaning to me. And I didn't realize before. And then after I finished every room, as we went to the house, cause I documented it all on social media. So it was very like, I opened before and after a hundred percent. So it was very like transparent, but when it got to each room, I felt like I was losing weight off my shoulders. It was exactly what you described and I experienced it, but it was so clear the emotional tool that all that stuff had on me back then. Um, so somebody that feels, okay, I feel the weight. I want to, you know, minimal, minimalize, I guess, a little bit my life, but overwhelm comes in. Like, how do you recommend them getting started or addressing that piece? For sure. And I know some, one thing I would highly recommend is don't pull everything out all at once I know some do suggest that and when I go into somebody's house I may pull everything out at once because there's three of us working for you know a solid nine hours yeah Uh, when you total the hours we don't all have that time and so this is where I really teach and I help people with the three-step clutter free method to look at the project have a plan you know, what is my goal? What, where, where am I going to take things for donation? Set up your boxes. So you yeah. have to have like a, I call it a working space or a working area. It doesn't have to be big, but I always call it the storm before the calm. You're going yeah. to have a bit of your everyone can relate to that. It's like, you know, when you get in the middle and you're like, oh my gosh, I've got everything around me. But what you need to do is just take it one task at a time. So have those bins set up. So a little bit of pre-planning, decide if you're going to sell stuff. And I say that, like, really decide if you want to sell stuff, because that's a whole different ballgame, right? That can cause people a lot of anxiety. So make that decision. And, you know, this is when you ask yourself questions. um, Could somebody else use it? 
how would I feel about, you know, somebody else using this item, it's ready to go. And I feel really great about donating it. I don't have time to sell it. So really make those kind of decisions before you do it. Set up your boxes, have that little working area. And what you do is you go through, set the timer, set it for whatever suits you best. I usually say 15 minutes. And here's what happens. 15 minutes goes by so quick. And you're like, oh my gosh, it's 15. I'm going to keep going for another 15. But what happens is when you're overwhelmed and you say to yourself, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to spend an hour, two hours, three hours. Even hearing that you're like, oh, that sounds really like overwhelming. And it's like, I don't know if I want to spend an hour. So what you do is you say to yourself and you set the timer for 15 minutes and then you keep going. And what you, what you don't have to, but then you do it in small doable chunks. And then you have these boxes, you have them ready to go and categorizing is massive. And that is when, if you're doing one room and say you have, um, I think it is something, say if you have batteries, I don't know why, where that came from, but that's kind <laughs> of popular one. Yeah. Um, if you have batteries in one area, then you go, oh yeah, I've got them in another area and another area and another area. Bring them all together. And then you start seeing how much you have of everything. And that's when sometimes that really helps and hits home. It's like, um, I had one client, she put all her dishwashing tablets together She's like, Louise, I've got 10 boxes of dishwashing. I've got enough to last me for a minutes. And she kept buying it, right? Because it was on sale. So I'm going to save money and put it in different areas of the home. So group it together, see it. And this is where it makes you realize, okay, I can give this much away. Um, I have, you know, and here's another thing to fall into that trap. You you want to give it to people that you know, but sometimes that can really hold you back. So yeah. what happens is like my friend could do with this, my um, family member could do with this, but when are they going to pick it up and mm-hmm. it sits in your home? And this is what happens with a lot of people. It sits in their home for a few weeks. So you have to give yourself a cutoff time great if they say yes they want it so let's say okay I'm giving this to my friend hey I'm going to see you next week awesome I'll bring it to you or you're going to come pick it up but have to have a cutoff time so you know those times when you're like you've done your work you piled it up and then it's like it's still sitting there I've had people Mm -hmm. that are like it's put in their car and they drive around with it for four months so that's you know they just don't yeah. with it, yeah. but give yourself that deadline. It's a massive um, accountability, right? And that's where I find for people, accountability is huge because when they get in that overwhelm, they it's easy to walk away. And that's one of yeah. the big things. And that's why I say that's one of the top six reasons is that they just like stop and they're like, I don't know what to do with it. So I'm just going to put that away having the time, having accountability, have even have someone guiding you really, really helps to get that end result. And then yeah. you are like so excited and so happy because you now have created space. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, so good. And so many things just sound like, like especially this last step of the cutoff is so, so important because I think the release process should fully take place and you have that full experience, right? And release even the emotions of it. 
it has to be out of the door, right? Like it's almost like you're cutting it short and then it's sitting there and then the mess grows around it. And I think in terms of even being able to maintain it, I think having that full experience initially is really important. And I know we've talked about this, but maintaining those things, it, it could be tricky for some people, right? Especially if I think maybe that emotional aspect isn't fully addressed up front. So it's more like a, you know, cosmetic type of organizing rather than that full process that you teach women to do or teach individuals, sorry, not just women, <laughs> individuals to do. So talk to me about it a little bit. So say somebody that, you know, even though they understand that they need this, they still need to delegate that task and, you know, hire somebody like you to teach them to do so. And, and that's true. Like some people may not you know, be able or be willing, right, to do it themselves. And I think it's also very empowering to know that, yes, I need to get a professional in here to help. So in that case, tell us, I know you have a program. So tell us about how do you help individuals achieve um, the desired goal when it comes to organizing? (laughs) Yes. So that's what I've been working on for the last five and a half years. And I realized there was a big common thread there. It's like, let's when I would work with a client in-house, my biggest concern was it's just going to keep coming back. So let's address this. And this is what my program does is it really helps you have those big aha moments where you go, right, that's why I do that. Or it helps you work through that. Um, I've had clients that have had collections from their childhood sitting in the basement for years. They haven't seen them. They know it's there. And they're like, I can't possibly let go of that. And then what we do is we talk about how that feels and the emotions and the attachment to it. And I've had people that will go to the item a couple of times. They don't do, they go, they have to look at it, pick it up, put it back because it's so stressful. But then they, they go back again and it's like, it's time for release. They look towards the benefits. So that's what the program does. It really gets to that. And, and what happens is it changes your mindset changes your perspective and your beliefs. Once you have those, you can actually, and the last part of the program is uh, talking about maintaining. And so it was interesting you said yeah. that. It was huge for me because I had some people who were like, well, what does that mean? How, how do habits and routines help me stay organized? It's like, well, really simple habits, like we talked about with the clothes, you know, you're not putting them on the floor. You're hanging them up. So let's address that. And it's it's quite simple when you hear it but when you're in the middle of it you don't really see how how it's the big picture I guess and so with those habits and routines it's you know teaching you that in just a short time um, you can actually keep a clutter-free home really quickly really simply and because you've done the work you understand it now and you're like oh that's why I do that and that's why you know we teach when you don't overbuy, don't overshop, when you go grocery shopping, you know, when you see things on sale and you're like, great, I'm going to buy 20 of those. It's like, but then you get at home, you've just spent extra money. Now you have no space for it. So it yeah. causes you that stress. So it becomes real everyday life is what we are teaching. So I really like to say it's your life real and organized because it's not one size fits all. And we do have times when clutter will collect, you know, you get sick, the kids get sick or something happens. And then what you need to do is be able to go 
back and fix that really quickly if that makes sense so you need to get you know like life gets in the way it happens here I at home sometimes I'm like things are just like I have to do this 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 but I have made a point of my mindset is like this needs to be dealt with now so that's how the program really works and it really um the shifts that I see and we have a community that keeps supporting because you know sometimes we do slide right it's probably like with you you know, we slide and we're like, oh my gosh, I can't get back on track again. And it's just that little bit of motivation and accountability that it's like, yep, I've got this, I can do this. And that guidance, it's massive. That support is huge. huge. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. And you don't feel so bad and you don't feel so guilty because you're like, oh, a lot of people think like this It's not just me. And Mm -hmm. yeah, that's what we like to help take away from. And it's setting you up for lifetime success it's not setting you up for let's just get this done get this space cleared and then a year later it's back again it's setting you up for for permanent success right yeah that's amazing and I want to just to point out something just came to my mind as you're saying that that uh, when it comes to like those childhood boxes, right in the basement that some people have. So last year, yes, it was last year. Uh, my in-laws downsized from their home of 45 years. So of course my husband was born and raised in that house and he've always loved video games his entire life and still does. Of course, what he has played has evolved <laughs> as he aged, but it's still something very important to him. And my in-laws had all his previous consoles and games and things kept in boxes that had to come to our house, right? When time came. So I was presented with this situation in which I personally do not want to put that in the basement, right? Because it, it just, it's just not how I operate, but I also knew it was very important to my husband. So this is one of those situations that you have like a little bit of a goal conflict, right? <laughs> that, you know, it's important for both parties, but what is important is kind of uh, counter interactive between the two. So what we did just, I just, I don't know why I'm sharing this, but I'm sure. This. <laughs> so what we did instead is that um, we negotiated so we brought everything home because he said, you know, there's not just sentimental value, but there's also value in the things that he couldn't part with it. Right. So that's fine. So we don't watch DVDs anymore. Like everything is strange. I don't even know if we can play a DVD. There's only one place to house you could. So he got rid of all his DVDs, which was almost all like most of his DVDs, which is a huge amount. So he free up a lot of space in our TV room upstairs. And it's like beautiful IKEA furniture with doors. So you don't really see it. So what we did is that we cleaned everything, Louise, one by one, like because it was like, oh, and sitting there for 30 years. And we organized his entire DVD collection. Everything has like name tags in each shelf. So each shelf is one era I guess and we put the year that it was released and we did this whole like we we created this like little video game museum for him and then all the consoles we actually got the clear IKEA glass doors and we have all his consoles and it fit perfectly which is kind of lucky but all his handheld and the original Nintendos and whatever else that he has so it's beautiful organized again name tags it's almost like literally an exhibit in a museum in our TV room and he adores that collection and it's important to him. 
but it's so beautifully organized that I actually enjoy it too. And every time somebody comes over, at least pre-COVID, like we can show them off the video game room and stuff. So it was a way that we were able to combine our both worlds and not have the thing just sitting in the basement, right? So I just wanted to share this random, <laughs> random thought. Beautiful thought. And it's actually, and, and just because you said that is a really huge thing because some couples don't do that, right? They don't communicate. Yeah. They just get frustrated. So what you guys did was like, that's amazing. And what happens is if you, like you did, you respected his uh, love of the consoles, but he got rid of the DVDs. So yeah. when you show respect, rather than just going, you have to get rid of everything, right? Which is kind of instinctive to some of us because yeah. we're like, I don't want that stuff there. So you guys handled that beautifully and, you know, you're both happy about it. And that's where another thing is communication is huge when it comes to that. And then people yeah. will start um, letting go of some stuff like, like your husband did with the DVD. So that's a beautiful example. And that's yeah. something I, I believe in too. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> it was a big project, but it turned out better than I think either of us expected. <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> and my final question to you, Louise, for those looking to learn more from you and learn more about your program or find you on social media, what are the best places for them to find you? For sure. So I'm on Instagram as The Space Reclaimers. I'm on Facebook as The Space Reclaimers as well. Yes. And website is The Space Reclaimers. There's a theme going on here, right? .ca, um, right? <laughs> Sorry. It's a dot CA though, right? The website. Yes. So they can find me there and uh, ask me any questions. And I'm always happy to help if people are stuck with things and I'm always sharing information as well. So I also have a Facebook group as well, who loves mm -hmm. to organize, um, mm -hmm. which could be a pun as well, because not many of us do love to organize, but <laughs> we want to know how to. Yes. So, yeah. So there's lots of different ways you can get hold of me. I'm out there very active and always happy to answer questions. That's wonderful. And I'll put all the links as well in our show notes to make it super easy for everybody to find them. Thank you so much for your time. I, re I knew it was going to be a wonderful chat and I really enjoyed our conversation and just so amazed, like what you said about not folding versus hanging clothes, like tiny shifts like that bring so much awareness. It's like, oh my gosh, yeah, I've done this my whole life and this is why, right? So thank you so much for bringing so much value into uh, today's conversation. It was a true pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It was always super fun and I love chatting about it and there's just so much more I can talk about. So thank you so much for having me, Juliana. My pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to Confidence From Within. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at naturally.joyous and I will be sure to tag you back. I would also love for you to leave us a review on iTunes so you can help us support our show. Stay healthy and happy and until next time.